Strap yourself in because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. Welcome, everybody, to the Entrepreneur's Survival Guide. Here we welcome our very first guest on the podcast, which is awesome to have James Powers from ICS Business Coaching. Welcome, James. Thank you, Martin. Great to have you on board. Um, what we're going to look at today is um, exploring James's story about how he became uh, self-employed, how he took a step into the big wide world of setting up your own business and going forward. Because I think one of the great things out there is we've all got a story to share. And when we share that story, we can learn from each other's challenges, successes, the actions they've taken, and hopefully learn something from that to help us get to our goals and reach the success that we're looking for. So first of all, James, tell us a little bit about where you were before set up ICS. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. So I'd had 25 years or so in the corporate world, uh, mainly in the drinks industry, actually. And actually, the last 18 years were spent at Britvic Soft Drinks. Um, in a variety of roles actually. So Britby was a great organisation where I'd had the opportunity to try lots of new things. So I, 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 I did roles in marketing, um, across different sales positions, um, then into L&D or learning and development, and then more laterally into talent and leadership. So uh, yeah, good, uh, almost two decades in Britby Soft Drinks. Okay, so, and you did a range of different departments and you spent 20 years there, so man and boy almost, I guess. And then all of a sudden, for some reason, you started to look at venturing out and setting up your own business. So what was going on internally? How did that start, thought process start to come about? Good, good question. So I guess there's a couple of things that were driving it for a long, long time. So the, the first thing was, you know, ever since a young age, I knew that I wanted to have my own business or, or, or do my own thing. but. For a number of years, I was unsure what that might be, and I had certain 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 ideas. So I always knew there was an aspiration to, to you know, hopefully add a lot of value within the corporate world, uh, but also take learning from that to apply it to something um, that I do of my own, you know, of, of, that, that's my own. So that had been a, a long uh, a long ambition. Also, my, my key motivator was learning. So my key motivator. So at every point, I was very conscious of to what level am I learning and actually where do I um, want to grow and then I was actually very conscious and planned with my career to say okay if these are the areas I want to grow and learn in what will be the right roles in or outside of this business to help me do it and I was very fortunate that the, the business the Britney business was big enough for me to, to, to try lots of new things um, and I could learn a lot of those skills and, exp- and gain a lot of those experiences within, within that organisation, albeit, as you say, across different functions. And I think nine or ten different roles over, over those 18 years. Okay, so there's a lot of different functions you were able to learn, but at the same time, there's an awful lot of questions about the future and where the future might go to carry on that journey towards your goals and your vision of where life should go. What were some of the considerations that you had about things on the outside, so family and job security and that kind of stuff, before you stepped into the world of being self-employed? Yeah, good. So, yeah, I mean, I, 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 I live in the Midlands and the, the office was in the southeast. So typically I was spending, you know, two, three, four days a week away from home, including, including overnights. So, um, you know, I, I started to recognise that that was 
having an impact on family life. I've got I've got two stepkids um, and, and, and a wife, and, and and so I noticed that the routine and regularity of, of, of being away it was it was it was having having a bit of an impact. Um, so that was a, that was that was a consideration, um, and therefore I was thinking how how can I still feel fulfilled um, and provide for the family, but not be chained to the, to the southeast with uh, quite so much regularity. Um, so that was a huge, that was a huge, huge consideration. And I guess in, internally, you know, when you've been with a business for such a long period of time, you, you can have, and I, I, I definitely had a limiting belief around my value was in this business. And actually did I have um, something to offer or, or, or did I have uh, the same level of value outside of the business so I had to explore and, and, and conquer that that was that was the biggest challenge okay so in terms of exploring and conquering that challenge how did you go about that um, well I'm quite an extroverted individual um, and, and, and love meeting new people um, so what I did both based on the role I was doing at the time over the last two or three years in, in, in leadership and, and, and um, talent, it was important for me to, because I was, um, I'd moved into that space relatively, relatively recently, for me to continue to, well, to, to, to learn really quickly. So what I wanted to do was to um, learn from experts across different industries, um, different suppliers. So I made a point of bringing those into the Brivik business so that I could see what, what value they might be able to bring to the business, but at the same time building relationships and, and, and contacts. And, and through doing that, I guess I started to think, actually, I can do some of this. Um, and actually, it wasn't, it, it wasn't something that was as, as, as difficult to grip, to grip or grasp, um, and then started to get some feedback. Um, started to do a little bit of you know a few things outside of outside of work, um, and then actually what helped for me as well was I was able to almost codify what talent, behaviour, and leadership was through doing some some sort of extracurricular qualifications. Right. Okay. So you took on board some extra qualifications used your network around you to build that confidence yep. and reassurance and, and take a put a toe in the water outside of yep. the corporate yep. world and that yep. security and at the end of the day map out the process of what you wanted to do. Is that be right in saying? Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. And that allowed you to make sure that what I, what I seem to be hearing is at Brickvick it, it started to get into very much the comfort zone mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, mm -hmm. which isn't surprising after that period of time and I think for a lot of people, when they step out from that kind of security of a employed job into the world of setting up their own business, it can be very much jumps straight from the comfort zone to the panic zone, mm -hmm, and that mm -hmm. can cause some challenges. But you'd mapped out the process in a way that took you gently, as gently as it could be, <laughs> from comfort zone to stretch zone, and you managed to stay out of that panic zone most of the time. Would that be right in saying Yeah, that? yeah. So there are a few things, really. I guess as I was working, working with or talking to providers, external consultants, um, with a view to how they could help the business I was in, 
I was also talking to them and understanding how a future relationship could work if I ever if I ever stepped away and, and, and understanding the level of support and confidence that they, they were giving me. So that 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 was very important. Um, I'm not a very risk uh, or I'm quite risk averse. So I don't like don't like a lot of risk in my life. Um, and I guess it was a big decision and it took me took me at least two and a half, three years to, to, to finally make the decision that it was happening because I, I, I could sense that my I, w- I was learning at a slower pace um, and it was it was it took a long time for me to get that confidence confidence to do it and what I was able to do um, well I was I was I was guided by a, a lovely little um, image that I saw on um, on the internet that I cut out and framed and it was sat on my windowsill for three years which said entrepreneurialism a few years of doing things that most people daren't to live a life that most people can't so that was my inspiration that was on my windowsill and I kept looking at it and going could I could I could I and then what I also did is I worked out the the, the cost risk benefit okay. of doing it so I looked at if I jumped from a business with no redundancy or package um, what would the risk be of, of having 12 months to try and uh, plow my own path or create something? But then I worked out what would the benefits be of over the next 20 years if, if, if it was a success. And that allowed me to go, um, the risk of failure is, is, is not insignificant, but actually it was worth it in as much as the potential benefits over a, cu- a couple of decades. Yeah. So that allowed me to do that. And then what I also did, which was my first piece of advice or my biggest piece of advice is I was also able to to make that decision. It wasn't an emotional decision to leave the business. It was a very measured and planned decision. Um, And what I was able therefore to do for two to three years was to save up some working capital for the business. Okay, so I knew I had probably 18 months worth of bills and life costs. that would enable if I didn't earn a single penny for, 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 for at least 12 months meant um, it wasn't going to force me into compromising what I wanted to do or rushing back into back into employment. So that was the, the biggest thing for me really, making sure that there was some um, something there that didn't force me into making too many early, early decisions that, that yeah. weren't going to be helpful for the long term. Okay, so it was a good three to five year rolling plan almost yeah, by yeah, the sounds of yeah. it to make sure that there wasn't any knee-jerk reaction and that you didn't take um, rash decisions and hasty decisions in terms of how you're setting up your business and running your business and you had a backup plan there Absolutely. as well at the same time. Absolutely. And you mentioned that that's all a logical process. I'm a big believer that um, all decisions and commitments have an emotional decision first and foremost before the logic backs it up. Was that true for yourself, even if it was a flash in the pan of like how excited you might be of having a successful business or what it might be in terms of a legacy of what you're leaving for your family. Was there any kind of emotional bit there if you reflect back just before you started making the logical process? There was, um, but it it did have a healthy slice of of, of logic. So what (laughs) what I I did was I recognised that I was, all the questions I was asking myself was, you know, what if, 
in the negative perspective. What if this doesn't work or what are the risks? I was looking at, yeah, looking at very much from a, a what are the risks of it not working? And, and, and it took a moment for me to, to actually recognize that and then reframe it to actually what are, the, what are the risks of staying and not doing this? And actually what I identified uh, or it became apparent was there were more risks associated to staying than there were to going in terms of the fact that, you know, the damage it was having on you know, my family life and being away, the fact that um, it's, that my learning was slowing and that, that, that I wasn't sort of collecting you know, new experiences to be able to, 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 to grow me as an individual. Um, and also the risk of, if you like, becoming, um, becoming bored um, and the impact that that has on how you feel and, and, and how you show up. Plus, there were also one or two things happening internally within the business where I was questioning um, whether I, it, it, it was as close a fit with my value set as, as the business perhaps had been. Changes that, that may have been very well for, for, the, for the good, um, but certainly made me, made me question um, was I as kind of married to or wed to the business as, as I perhaps had been historically. Okay, so particular drivers that I picked up there is the burning desire to grow personally, the love of the family, and the certainty of wanting a great future as well before planning out the logical process of taking a step into Yeah, absolutely. And, and the other thing, um, you know, again, through um, one of the things I did that we talked into a little bit earlier was I became accredited in Insight Discovery, which is a personality profiling tool. And what I recognised through that was a I thought I had a high level of self-awareness, but actually, um, you know, once you nudge yourself out of your comfort zone, you, you have an opportunity to learn every single day. And I did a lot of learning in the last sort of four or five years at, at, at Brickvick as I stretched and pushed myself further. What I re recognised was one of my key motivators is, 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 is a level of control. And actually within a, a bigger business, um, one of the compromises for, um, being part of a business, uh, the security and the benefits of, of being part of that business is, of course, you compromise your level of control because you are in a business and you, you, you conform to the, the needs of the business, the culture of the business and the, 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 the strategies of that business. And, and what I felt was the business was starting to go in, in, in a slightly diff, different direction. Um, and actually, a lot of my time was not on the things that I felt were important or weren't really value add, and I felt that actually, um, obviously, if you if you if you if you set up as your own business or an entrepreneur, you have greater control over what you do, how you do it, and when you do it. So there was there was something about taking even greater control of, of, of my career and 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 kind of um, mapping my own destiny. Yeah. I think there was a mentor that I was listening to the other day and he very much uh, used the uh, Wizard of Oz and, and, and deciding, uh, mapping out, so uh, Simon Sinek talks about you know, your why and what's your driver and why and this was a slightly different take on it, it worked really well for me in terms of what's your Oz? Yeah, okay, what okay, is Oz? Okay, okay. And then what's your yellow brick road to mm -hmm, get there? Mm -hmm. uh, and it sounds like you had that very much defined in terms of what is your Oz? Yep. You know, what's the wicked witch of the East and that might be the changing in the mm -hmm. corporate, not quite mm -hmm. going where you want to mm -hmm. be and, the, you know, the growth and stuff that we've mentioned all before. So what is it you're trying to get away from? What's the driver from what's pushing you and what's pulling you? And how are you going to design that yellow brick road to get you there and go along that journey? And I think 
interestingly, you've also mentioned that another part of the fantastic story about the Wizard of Oz is having people around you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, now that's mm-hmm. what you mentioned there was you've not got a team of employed people around you, but you've built a team around you of friends, colleagues, yeah. acquaintances, leverage your network. And I think that's a really important thing to do that when we go out by ourselves, we feel alone, but actually we can build a team using our network. Even if it's just one or two people of that support mechanism to help get us to us, um, it can help the journey go along so much easier. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So the second thing I'd draw out as a real recommendation is is make sure you you have absolutely got the right people around you. So I had a, I had a formal and an informal mentor. So Stephen Edney from Expression for Growth, he had very much uh, taken this journey a number of years before, um, now looking at as in, in leading and owning a successful global, global business. Um, so a good, a good friend and um, someone that we used in the business um, at Britvic, and he, he was really helpful in helping me understand what was the, what does a formula for success to look, to, look like, what were the potential pitfalls I might fall into, um, and where I had any you know, naivety sort of nipping that in the bud um, quite quickly. And then there was another lady, Jo Wright. Um, she was about probably 12 to 18 months ahead of me. So she, she'd taken a similar journey, um, but much more, much more recently. And hearing how happy she was and the success she was having and, and her encouragement gave me that, that confidence to, to, to kind of take the leap. Fab, okay. So um, brilliant story there. So. You've now been going for about a year, mm-hmm, just coming up mm-hmm, to a year yeah, from O'Reilly. Yeah. What's, despite trying to see into the future and forecast some of the challenges and such like, what has probably been one of the greatest challenges over that period of time that you've had to face since starting the business? So I think I will normally tend to act on, on, on instinct or emotion as opposed to going through sort of painstaking sort of data analysis um, and, and planning. So, so, so for me, what I wanted to do is I wanted to, I, got a, I had a feeling or a sense that there were, there were opportunities and there was a need for what I had to offer. Um, the first thing to do was to actually to, to make sure that, that I wasn't trying to be too, too broad. But equally, what I didn't want to do was to, to be too niche because I, I wasn't going to do loads and loads and loads of market analysis and data. Um, I just got a, a feeling and a sense that there were businesses I could help um, on, a, on a smaller scale or, or certainly outside of the business that I was employed in and that I had something unique that I, that I could bring. Um, so the biggest challenge for me initially was going, how broad is, should that scope be? N- not too niche, not, not, not too broad. So I actually had two, pro- two propositions, which I stepped out um, and I, and I kind of worked, worked, worked on both. And that actually worked really well for me um, because what I was able to do, if, if I just had one, one was much more successful than the other. If I just had the one, and it actually the one I would have gone for was the one that took probably... 60% of my time, 70% of my time maybe in the first six months, but probably 5% of my revenue. Um, and that was the business coaching. And what I realised was, on reflection, I was trying to build a new network in a new space uh, with new contacts, which takes time. And, and maybe at a point in time, I'll dial that back up, but I need to be more patient. At the same time, I had a proposition around teams and, and, and helping leaders in the corporate world. And actually what was happening was I realized that my 
potentially my network, my strong network in that space was decaying because I was focusing on something else. Yeah. So what I realized and had to make a decision on was to slow down and park the proposition around business coaching, stay on the, um, the path of, of or, or accelerate the path uh, on leadership um, and teams. And again, probably another big tip here for me is absolutely rekindle and focus on that network of people that know, hopefully like and trust you because having conversation, dialogue and finding opportunity with those people can be much faster um, than starting from, from scratch as, as, as strangers. Yeah. So um, finding the reason or a need to rekindle those conversations, catching up for coffee, um, having the courage to ask them for um, people that they might feel might be in need of the services that, 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 that you're offering and, and not being afraid to, to ask for, 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 for support and help, yeah. not being too proud to call in some of those favours that hopefully in my years through learning and development, uh, leadership and teams, whereby I had hopefully given, um, it was actually fine to ask or call a few favours back in. Okay, so not being afraid. There is so much great stuff in there. So you particularly spoke about not not being, not having a shotgun approach as you went out into business, but also yeah. not having a sniper yeah. approach yeah. either. Yeah, good, yeah. And it's somewhere in the middle yeah. of not being too laser focused and not being too widespread. Yeah. I mean, the other thing that we picked up on there um, was the ability to take imperfect action. And a lot of entrepreneurs, I've come across them, they are either frozen by analysis paralysis, the fear of getting it wrong, the fear of somebody else um, doing better than them. And actually, that vulnerability to A, ask for help and say, I'm not perfect, yeah, yeah. what support can you offer me? And, and B, the, I'm facing the fear and I'm going to do it anyway and take the action. And I'm going to learn from that action. That, that was another uh, thing that I picked up from all that. So that's a massive amount of advice for people. Like Absolutely. And, and then just being also being with, with the people around you, the people you respect in this world, is, is taking them off a pedestal. Taking them off a pedestal. Um, stop looking up to them and looking more across, across to them. Um, and that, that and and, and rec also recognizing that um, maybe working with some very very experienced leaders or business owners, but actually what what, what I found what I found actually more, very more recently is by being by, by by finding your focus finding your niche in what it is i.e. its teams working with leaders and teams. It gives you that inner confidence that actually, whilst you might be working with people who are incredibly bright, incredibly experienced, incredibly, incredibly successful leaders, it might be that now I have focused on an area and gone deep into that area, that I um, hopefully have something at least to share, a perspective, and because I've focused on it, um, something to bring to even the most sort of experienced leader. Sounds fantastic, and I think there's an awful lot that we can all learn from that in terms of how we step forward and take action, definitely, in terms of making sure we build a successful business up. Because one of the things that I've picked up in terms of what you're saying that at no point in this conversation have you said, actually, this solution was going to earn me a million pounds overnight, and this solution was going to earn me zero or whatever, and actually, 
it's all about what you want and what you'll enjoy the most and what you're most passionate about and the money's almost secondary. I'm sure you didn't take the business decision looking at it going, there's no money in this at all, but I love it, I'm going to do mm -hmm. it anyway. Mm -hmm. But first and foremost, there was your passion, your wants and your desires to test and measure two different things and see what worked for you. Yeah, yeah. So, my, so you mentioned the cynic and, and, and finding your why. For me, it was about... Because both of my propositions were consistent with that why. So for me, it, was, it is absolutely about helping individuals and teams to achieve far more than they ever considered possible. Okay, so unlock it, unlocking those limiting beliefs, giving them a platform and a springboard and the confidence to, to be bold and to, to, to try new things. So the business coaching did that in an SME world. And the, the leadership and teams does that in a slightly more back into the back in back into the corporate world. But the why connected connected both of them. Um, so yeah, so that 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 fundamentally. And again, it's an interesting one between there are different views around. You know, um, some people say follow your passion. Others say you know do that with with caution because it, 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 if it is too hobbyist, then. Is it going to pay the bills? Have you got that financial freedom that allows you truly to do what you love? Um, and I think my view is um, make sure you're clear on, on, on who you're talking to or, or who would buy your services, what their issues and needs are, um, and that you have a solution and experience to help them in that, in that space. Um, and I think as you become hopefully more successful and more established, you can make more choices to go further into what you love um, when you've hopefully got a little bit more financial freedom. Yeah, absolutely. I hear this all the time. People are talking about follow your passion, follow your passion. What do you enjoy the most? Go out and sell from business. And then they negate some of the basic fundamentals of business about is there actually a market out there for mm -hmm, the people mm -hmm, to buy this mm -hmm. product? You know, I quite enjoy um, shredding paper. It, it's quite relaxing, it's quite <laughs> enjoyable, but I'm not gonna set up a business where I just shred paper all day long or try and do podcasts on how to shred paper creatively. I don't think there's much of a market out there. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. you've got to stack all those, those um, up in a row, really, to see whether it actually does fit into a business. So yes, try and find something you're passionate about or try and find something you enjoy, but make sure there's a business model that fits around it and can make you the profit that you need to run a successful business and to have the lifestyle that you desire Absolutely. as well. So yeah, definitely all those things come into mind. That's brilliant. Fantastic for taking us through that journey, James. Really appreciate it. I think there's so much useful stuff in there. If you haven't already, subscribe on iTunes. And while you're there, please leave us a rating and review.